I just find it funny that I told you my secret idea for my Elden Ring YouTube video essay, and you were like, Man, what a basic bitch-ass take. <laughs> That's Millions of videos have That's made that exact same point. <laughs> Everyone's comparing it to Foucault... What is it? Foucault's end of history. Everyone. Fukuyama's end of history. Oh, Fukuyama's end of history. Everyone's busted out that in their YouTube <laughs> video essay. Uh, and I, the whole time you were saying that, I was like, what fucking video essays are you talking about? I haven't seen that. And I watched I'm, the I'm Jacob Geller seen... like million hour long video where he talks about the I now fight as Horelu, which is my favorite moment. I, I'm just saying I've seen the comparison a couple of times and it's a really good one that there's a lot to talk about, but I feel like I got to find an extra nugget in there is what I'm saying. Mm. But like it was like I said, that would be if I made a Dark Souls video, the 80% of it would be that, because that's that's what the fucking games are about, and the way mm. that they can't even seem to bring themselves to make a game about anything else. I mean... Miyazaki is just making the same game over and over until he gets it right. I mean, culture is making the same everything over and over. How much fucking fiction is about like, just how fucked the system and those in power are, and then what makes Dark Souls cool is that, in, at least in a lot of Western takes on this, they always have to recuperate that anxiety about the system and, and say that actually it's fine if we just say the right things. And the bad guy who wanted to change the system, he was mean, so it's fine. Whereas in Dark Souls... The Outer Worlds approach. Yeah, Outer Worlds is indicative of, of almost every piece of fiction I've, I've experienced in like the last five years. It's all fucking Outer Worlds. It's all doing that. It's all bullshit. Um, except for a few niche sorts of things that take slightly more sophisticated approaches to it, but they're outliers. Anyway, I'm getting so fucking off track. Okay, so we got Diablo Immortal. <laughs> I hope that you are... You are psychologically amped up to talk about Diablo Immortal, Cropo. Cropo? Mm. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just what we need in the middle of July is a nice dumpster fire to keep us warm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then speaking of dumpster fires, we got uh, just an absolute shit ton of crypto garbage to catch up on. Something that's, like, more damaging the environment than a dumpster fire is, is just all of this. Don't you just love speculative assets? They're so great. I do. That's the first thing I say in most conversations. I love speculative <laughs> assets. And then she says, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hello everyone and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm your host Alton, with me as always is Reese. Hello! And Kay. Hi! And joining us once again is Cropo. How are you doing, Cropo? Not too bad, pleasure to be here. Excellent. And because of their history with the ultimate fountain of evil, Blizzard Entertainment, <laughs> um, we have brought them on to speak about their latest... And some would say greatest disaster, um, but they would be wrong, of course, because, you know, Activision Blizzard has all that ongoing litigation for abuse. It's Activision at this point. The Blizzard, Blizzard is no longer there. It's just a single aesthetic vestige of what it once was. The parasite has fully subsumed it. Yeah. Outside the realm of tangible trauma caused between employees, this is the worst thing that Blizzard has done. <laughs> That's true. Diablo Immortal is what we're talking about. And I know everyone's been talking about Diablo Immortal. It's hard not to. But really, I wanted to talk about it just because what I've been seeing with Diablo Immortal, I know it's a mobile game, but like people on our server were posting a bunch of stuff in like our Gasha containment channel which we made yep. specifically so that Ian would not spam fucking all their their fucking Gashapon news in like the rest of the game sections. <laughs> oh. And that's where news about Diablo Immortal has been going. And 
like I don't necessarily have anything about gacha games. Like what what is that that big popular one that everyone plays? Genshin Gaish- Impact? Yeah, Genshin Impact. That that looks fine. You know, I get the concept and how it's, you know, it makes its money by making you put quarters into the vending machine to get a little random doll, right? Well, now that the check from Raid Shadow Legends has has been cashed, uh, I'm going <laughs> to say gacha games are fucking <laughs> evil and should be treated as a biblical plague on human society that must be fought. Yeah, I was just thinking about how awkward it would be if one of the hosts of Vigata Toe got a fucking sponsorship from a, an evil gacha game that preyed upon <laughs> children. That would certainly put us in a compromising ethical position. That's right. Now, now I'm white and I have a penis. Can I play devil's advocate for a moment here? Oh, absolutely. In defense of gotcha games. Yeah. It's better that they're on the phone than they're actual plastic at this point. So we should thank, like, take a moment here to thank all the gotcha games for not producing plastic shit that would have gotten thrown out anyway. True. <laughs> you gotta hand it to them. Digital waifus do take up much less space in the landfill. Yeah. Must be said. I mean, like, unless the body pillows are made out of, like, compostable <laughs> fibers or something like that. I, I, I demand all the body pillows be made out of uh, <laughs> biodegradable material. 21st century green waifus now available. <laughs> that was actually on the uh, Shinzo Abe's Assassin's Manifesto on there. It was requested. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot the other big news is that Shinzo Abe got taken out with a fucking science fair project. Owned. The people were hoping for uh, Valve to do something about TF2 and turns out they gave Scout a buff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. That's classic. <laughs> um, I have a question. Yes. Did anybody play Diablo Immortal here? No. Fuck no. Hell no. No, I have Grinder on my phone, which uh, is the only like as close to HIV as I'm gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if I'm not gonna play it, it it's gotta be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. is our resident gamer goblin. Well, the thing is too about something like Genshin Impact versus Diablo Immortal. I, I've heard that the gameplay for the like first story or whatever, the the first hit that's free is yeah. fine for a mobile game. But the real difference that makes Diablo Immortal so much more evil to me is that there's no no kind of forgiveness mechanics, you know, bad luck uh roll stuff. Oh yeah, the pity so, rolls. The pity rolls because in Genshin Impact, I got some shitty roles when I when I messed around with it, but at the very least, you get the big hero in the event or something if you, uh, and you can earn that currency. And it and it's not good. It's bad. It's one hundred percent bad. But there's a difference between like drinking bleach and drinking Cthulhu's piss. And Diablo <laughs> Immortal is drinking Cthulhu's piss. I don't know if drinking Cthulhu's piss would necessarily kill you. Um... It would do something. I would chug it. I want to be really clear about that. I would sip that. I'm glad that you've you <laughs> your Cthulhu piss we fetish. the monster fucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, I mean, I, I want I, the insights it would grant me. Oh, now, I here's see. the thing. You say I you say I love cosmic water sports. Yet I describe <laughs> that as, as the bad thing. And you are all and everyone else's response was just like, hmm, that sounds lovely. What an interesting concept to I'm not blaming No, 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 not you. I'm not blaming you. I'm like, I'm I'm shocked that like Kay's first reaction was just like, I'm gonna I would drink that instantaneously. It's like what? I want so badly to be an old one, dude. I just yeah. they seem like they got it figured out. I just know how bad Bleach is. Like, Bleach is fucking awful. I, like, given the choice between Cthulhu's piss and Bleach, I would take my chances with Cthulhu's piss just because mm-hmm. I know what fucking Bleach is going to do to me, and it's not good. That's a good point. We're really coming at your, your metaphor here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes... <laughs> I, I'm glad I can readjust my analysis of Cthulhu's pissed and how it uh, and how it's viewed by society. Yeah, my you know, ruthless cool criticism powers. of all that exists is really what we do here. Uh, it could kill you or give you like extra dimensional parasites, which is bad. But well, it, you've got more of a shot with Cthulhu's piss. It's like it's you know 
roll a, a d100 and see what effect you get versus bleaches save versus death or die what's ha what, what happens here is that i die horribly from drinking uh bleach and then k says uh, i've been building up an immunity to cthulhu's piss uh my whole life uh, and so now it doesn't bother me at all yeah that's called using twitter folks <laughs> All right, let me get us back on track. I want to get back to a point I was making earlier and that, I, you know, I, I did say that I don't have any issue with gacha games. They look fine. It just says Diablo to me is like if you change its genre from like the sort of action RPG to a gacha game, you fundamentally made it not Diablo. Way. And I know that this is this is kind of my my boomer or millennial rant about nostalgia because i grew up playing like the original diablo on battle.net like i i Hell played yeah. sunk dozens and at least of hours into that game if not hundreds back uh, when when soda cost a nickel and you walked up the hill to school in the snow back when the back yeah. when the internet made a horrible noise every time you logged into it <laughs> you could smoke inside god damn it that's right. And as a as an eight year old, I certainly did. Yeah, everyone did back then. Everyone was smoking every millennial eight year old was smoking inside, <laughs> listening to the, the dial up modem go But it's so weird to see something that like I feel like has such a well established identity and genre. You know, Diablo pretty much established the the tropes of the action RPG. Looting skill tree like the combat and it's yeah. uh, it's fucking weird that they've made like diablo into something comparable to a game where you like where you get a random loot boxes of waifus like what that's not diablo it's just like you didn't kill mephisto and he didn't drop an epic level waifu they could have pulled it off though they really so? could have well, I mean, as as the previous conversation is is on there, you cannot underestimate the monster fucker demographic. The energy mm. and the passion that they bring it floats so many video games on there. Like, I think that's what's keeping World of Warcraft alive is is just just the monster fuckers on there. Final Fantasy XIV's success has come from embracing the monster fucker ethos. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you, that's true. You can like have a successful and well-sustained product by embracing the monster fucker. Blizzard just thinks that they're too cool to embrace the monster fucker demographic outside of World of Warcraft, though, which is why you don't have any huge furry creatures in Overwatch aside from like the one guy, the token one, and the hamster. Oh yeah, which nobody gives a shit about the hamster. No, no hamsters are like like nobody has a hamster persona ever. I don't Never. think I've ever seen one. Hamsters are deranged, evil creatures is why. <laughs> you go on the internet and, like, like everyone knows that, like, hamps if you've ever had a hamster, they've done, like, the most fucked up shit imaginable. Yeah. Like, for, I've had a ha pet hamster once, and it had, like, a, a litter of baby hamsters, and it just straight up fucking ate one of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about hamsters is they don't have souls. No. So they're a, they're a great pet because it's not as sad when they die. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. it's just like, well, that was an <laughs> evil creature. I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that has genuinely been my experience with hamsters is that they are fucked up. They are degenerate creatures. Like, holy crap. Which is, which is why Hammond from Overwatch is unfuckable. <laughs> Agreed. Another L for Blizzard. Just fucking brought up like repressed memories. <laughs> oh no! Of the fucking hamster we had that ate its own babies. Still got that Blizzard charm. Can soul crush even though I ain't working there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the articles I've got all relating to this are all about how. Uh, Diablo Mortal allegedly costs up to like a hundred thousand dollars to to max out a character, and a bunch of people like comparing the relative costs of getting like an epic level character or whatever versus other Gacha games. So there's this one from uh, K Dog at SKC underscore K Dog. They've got like 
8 Grand Order, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Arknight, Fire Emblem Heroes. And so, like, just for context, how much it would cost to get, like, a 5-star character? The second highest maximum is roughly $675, which is a lot. But the, the maximum for Diablo Immortal is 18,000 fucking dollars to get a five-star character. So I find it really fucking funny how it's like, like the fucking gacha game community are really the ones sort of doing the math and working out how fucking bad of a game Diablo Immortal is in terms of like monetary shit. Like it's all fun and games until somebody brings out an Excel spreadsheet. Just like mm -hmm. that's when you know things are about to get fucked. Yeah, it's over for you. You see that grid? You're done. Diablo Immortal was releasing expecting simple Diablo fans like me to buy it and spend money on it. You know, people who don't know how to work out a spreadsheet of average costs to get a five-star character. You know, people uninitiated in the ways of gaming the system for Gacha games. And what they found instead is that every Gacha game player within like a hundred thousand miles is like taking them to task for being the worst one of all of them yeah and like all of the games on this list i think suck <laughs> it sucks that that they fucking you know can extract so much money from people it's incredible that it manages to be this dramatically worse than its uh, sort of contemporaries um, when it comes mm -hmm. to gacha games. You know, it's already pretty notorious for trying to bleed a lot of money out of you, and they're just like, nah. You guys are fucking amateurs. I'm going to... I'm gonna be a mortgage. Going full Kotic mode. <laughs> yeah, go, going full Kotic. <laughs> well, well, the strategy is not to court gacha game fans. It's to make new Blizzard gacha game fans of the divorced freaks who still play World of Warcraft. Um, you know, and there are non-divorced, non-freaks who play World of Warcraft as well. Incorrect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you, even if you aren't physically divorced, spiritually, you have divorced your significant other by dedicating yourself. That caveat was specifically only for Mitch Heavy-Eyed. Oh, okay. <laughs> the one <laughs> non-divorced World of Warcraft player. All right, yeah, one. The exception that proves the rule. Gotcha. Exactly. But I one assume thing... this, this has made $700 billion from people who probably don't install a lot of games on their phone. Right, well, I mean, look at it. It's like... Grocery bill, grocery bill, rent payment, rent payment, entire year's mortgage payment for the maximums on here. So it's like the difference is, is like you could buy a house for what you're paying for Diablo Immortal, just yeah. hands down. Not, not a good house, mind you, with the day's economy, but still a house. I can understandably see some people spending their month's rent on these games because it's happened. Yeah. But... There's at least one person on here who's losing their house because of Diablo Immortal. Oh, that's dark. <laughs> Am I wrong? Is that a wrong no. <laughs> Is that more or less grim than losing your house because of a fucking JPEG of a monkey? Less <laughs> At least you got to play a video game. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, less grim. Like, I, I think it's more grim because I genuinely hate the, the board ape avatars, so... They're fucking Every time idiots. I see them, like, they always use them for their avatars, too, and they're the ugliest fucking thing on Earth. And it is a terribly shallow inclination of mine, but I feel no sympathy for those creatures, and I... They deserve no sympathy. And I wish them harm. So when I associate the person with their avatar and see just, like, the ugliest mutant ape possible, I'm like, kill it! We fucking hate <laughs> ugly mutant apes on this podcast. I googled it, and Diablo Immortal has made a fuck ton of money. Uh, it's yeah, they're doing well. I think that so that's yeah, bad. Twenty four million in in two weeks. That's that's so fucking bad. Because you know what? They set a new standard for greedy exploitation of gacha games, and yeah. I feel oh, yeah. like there's every possibility that all these other gacha games that are like not as bad as Diablo Immortal now will look and see what they're doing and be like, we have a way way bigger audience than this and start charging more oh yeah 
What people forget about Blizzard is that they also are king, the Candy Crush people. So this mm. is very much in their DNA. And I'm sure they've been looking for a way to synergize since... Oh, they did that in Diablo 3. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, let's, let's not forget, like, Diablo 3 is only good now because they broke it to a point where they had to make a decent game out of it at the end. Like, yeah. they, they, the real money auction house was garbage and and they built the entire game around that and they had to remove that because it just wasn't wasn't working and uh they then patched in a better game after the fact so mm. i mean it's it's not like this is at all new diablo has always been well not always been but it's it's since the last 20 years has been part of <laughs> the grand project of of uh blizzard becoming shittier yeah the activision taking over blizzard yeah, Blizzard ever since has been such a, a blight on the industry. I mean, they put loot boxes on the fucking map with Overwatch, uh, yeah. and that's that's been great. They really are the innovators of shitty, exploitative things happening in video games. And yeah. if you want to know um, some some deep cut of lore behind Blizzard, um, about two months before they launched Diablo three. They cut their support staff by like half. So they fired pretty much everybody on there. And Diablo 3, very famous for a smooth, smooth launch. Nothing went wrong with Diablo 3 when it launched <laughs> at all. No. Fuck. The support staff didn't, didn't have to sleep in their fucking desks for, for two weeks on end uh, for $10 a fucking hour uh, on that one. No, not at all. I That really... Um... Reminds me a lot of stories I heard. You probably saw that article that came out a while ago about a bunch of ex-Bethesda staff talking about the development of Fallout 76. Oh, yeah. Um, and there was a lot of talk there as well about just these very overworked and exploited, like, QA laborers and stuff. Um, and it starts to become so obvious that a lot of how fucked that game was on release was completely a corporate decision to yeah. make it that way. So it's it's interesting to hear that Diablo three uh, had a similar thing going on. Probably a lot of games that release in a fucked up state. Probably the same story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's just like there's no support staff for them. Like I know folks that do uh, support for Bethesda. It's like six guys in not even a cubicle. It's just a row of desks farmed out to a company that works for them. And it's like six not guys even in a six guys in a fucking stall. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a fucking like a fucking barn with chickens and other animals. And in the other room they have like people calling in begging for their lives for health insurance. So it's just like it's just manufactured misery in a single room. Like Christ. as much misery as you can pack in there. Jesus. When I uh did support for Microsoft, which now owns Blizzard, they had a lot of support for the Xbox, but it was interesting how pointed they were about saying stuff like we do not want you to put any effort into supporting this part of the xbox even though we technically do support it uh the funniest example of this is when we added bitcoin payments and they were just like this stuff is fucked it barely works do not pay any attention to it if somebody calls you about it to do just give them the brush off you won't get in trouble and and I, I always think about that when I think about stuff like this, where I'm just like, e even good support has such specific weird goals. And it's no mistake that so many games uh, ship fucked up and bugs are such a regular part of the process that they just kind of offload onto people. Yeah. Man. <laughs> what a cool industry. Yeah. It's a good thing they're uh, getting unionized, right? Fuck yeah. I mean, there there's still um, efforts with uh, CWA trying to unionize the rest of uh, Blizzard Entertainment, from what I know. I got one friend that still works there, and uh, since we're on here, fuck QuickBooks, just uh, on on their behalf, fuck QuickBooks. QuickBooks, all entire, right. Because like they raised a bunch of like how much did they raised like half a million for the strikers at at Blizzard. Oh, okay. Right? And and it's just like they were paying their people out there, but if in order to do that you need bookkeeping software. And QuickBooks fucking dragged their heels for about three months before they could get any kind of workable software for them. And it's just like, yeah, corporate 
corporate overlords look out for each other on that shit. Yeah. yeah. You'll never find more class solidarity than you will at the very, very top. Yeah. Absolutely. They are extremely class conscious, which is why it's mm-hmm. important that uh, we also be. Because currently they are the much, they, they are by far the most conscious class, yeah. which is uh, 100%. You know, why this society exists. It sucks. Don't care for it. Mm-hmm. The entire video game industry has somehow become like, I don't know if a microcosm is the right word because it's not really micro in any way, but you know, the er example of the exploitative abuse of capitalism. And I think that what makes it even more obvious is that, you know, pretty much everyone plays video games and like knows about video games. And like, it's just something that's supposed to be fun, light entertainment. And just every two weeks, there's like a new story out about a different triple A studio that is rife with abuse and crunch and just the worst kind of management and business practices imaginable. Yeah. The video game industry is now what the music industry was in like the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of it feels very on the nose because it's kind of a younger industry. And I just genuinely feel like a lot of the people running it are especially dumb. <laughs> Even as far oh, as like yeah. annoying management creeps go and stuff. Um, the thing is about it is that from what I've heard, video games as like a thing, you have to uh, like understand it as an art form to some degree to actually manage it correctly. And yet most of like the C- corporate CEOs that exist did not work in the video game industry beforehand, have never really been gamers, do not understand video games as an art form. They like, what was fucking Bobby Kotick? He like sold widgets before he became like part of activision he was like a day trader or corporate raider or some shit yeah like Uh, these people are not they don't understand the artistic medium they don't participate in it they don't get it and like a fundamental level and so they try to manage video games like you would like a factory that produces boxes I would like yeah. to point out uh, that Bobby Kotick is Steve Wynn's protege, and uh, you should give Steve Wynn a quick Google. Uh, just one of the most insane, evil people to ever live in the realm of casinos. Uh, a bastard, even there. It's it's crazy. And the fact that this is who learned from him went on to influence Blizzard so much. It's so telling. Is just like how much of this is like looking at that addictive aspect of gaming which in like diablo one and two was a lot more innocent because it it was there and it was trying to exploit you somewhat but it also wasn't doing all of these insane monetary things on top of it um like once you bought it you bought it. it exactly and so now like a game like path of exile or uh grim dawn is like much more the legacy of diablo authentically than diablo yeah. immortal just because it can embrace that and you know but other people are just see diablo and they just gotta freak out they gotta spend ten thousand dollars my favorite thing to do in the original diablo that you could dupe anything in diablo it was wonderful that's true back then no one gave a shit like yeah mm-hmm. fuck it you know there's exploits fuck it who cares video game have fun go crazy mm-hmm. And Diablo 3 was like, we're going to skim a little bit off the top. And Diablo Immortal is like, we're going to sell that to you for the price of a house. And Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're looking forward to Diablo 4? Oh, boy. What are they going to do to us? It looks like it's not going to be very good. They're going to unveil it on, on, on BlizzCon. And, and people are going to boo. And the people in the audience are going to, because of like the microtransactions, right? The microtransactions are going to be even worse. Yeah, And the audience, the people on there are going to be clueless and look at them and it's like, because they've been briefed by the execs that they're like, they all have phones, they'll play this game for sure. They all have kidneys, they'll sell their kidneys and we'll just like blindly, matter-of-factly remark to them. It's like, you all have kidneys, right? You've got two kidneys, you can sell <laughs> one kidney. Oh, what, you don't have kidneys? Come on. Yeah, that's how it's going to go. It's going to be great. I forget. I, like, I, maybe they'll step it back a little bit, but I don't know. It, the the signs are not looking good it like genuinely it it just seemed as though even though there's been like some pushback on the whole loot box thing oh that's another thing like didn't like fucking like belgium and norway ban or no 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 they didn't ban it blizzard chose not to release diablo immortal in belgium and norway because 
it goes goes counter to their loot box laws. Right. Their laws are just that you have to, uh, if I remember correctly, you have to transparently display like the chances of mm. of getting different things. You got to be like transparent with all your stats. And they said, no, we won't do that. Fuck you. We'd rather just not yeah. even yeah. sell in your market. Do you not know how much a floating points unit will tax a CPU on a phone? <laughs> I mean, what they're probably going to do is they learned from Diablo 3 that they're eventually going to have to face the backlash of it. And mm. they've got a predetermined rollback point that they're going to deal with it. That's such a good point. Like, we've seen so many fucking games do this now, where they start off as exploitative and awful as they can. Like Middle Earth Shadow of War. That could be called a fucking Gashi game because you get fucking orc packs. And now they've they've rolled that back to the point where it's now playable without spending money. Because they basically made all their cash in like the first couple months or whatever. Yeah. And and like the people that that like are gonna go for the new hit are gonna go for something else. Mm-hmm. Um they probably set like, you know, fallback points. In terms of, like, if the pushback for this exploitative mechanic gets too bad, we'll set our expectations back, we'll roll it back to this point and see. And people will be more okay with it because we conceded slightly. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's also ascribing to them a lot more competence than they, than they usually that's have. True. So <laughs> Here's my call. Mm-hmm. Diablo Immortal is going to come out for Game Pass with a whole bunch of shit that you don't get in the like battle.net launcher. And so you're just like, oh, you know, $10,000 worth of gems or whatever. And then there'll be a new event that makes all of that, you know, no longer maximum, but everybody will say, it's look at all this great shit you get. We should just play Diablo Immortal on the new Microsoft thing. And suddenly the story will be uh, one of redemption uh, mm. from the biggest idiots online, but that will be how they get past <laughs> it. Something like that. Ooh, yeah, maybe. That's a good point, Reese. Yeah, and we do we do have to acknowledge that Microsoft do have a level of cynical confidence above Activision Blizzard, so... Oh, absolutely. Anyway, are we done talking about Diablo Immortal? Yeah, Please. Yeah. yeah. Please. <laughs> There's no monster waifus in there. It's terrible. Awful game. I, I think that um, you're 100% right, Kropo. I would find it at least somewhat tolerable... If they just had like sexy monster waifu in Diablo Mortal, if that was what the game was about and not about spending like $50,000 on gems to slot into your weapons, which is so yeah. fucking boring. They're saying we can all fuck a busty mummy. We don't have to engage with Diablo <laughs> Mortal to do that. I mean, you know, in, in our heads, in our hearts and souls, we can do that. Um, we don't need Diablo Immortal for that experience. That's all I'm Agreed. saying. So, completely obsolete and pointless. Let's move on. Speaking of obsolete and pointless, we've got a bunch of cryptocurrency news to keep up on. You know, in no particular order, I've just slotted a bunch of things in here. Like, somebody's made, like, a fucking uh, cryptocurrency, like, cowboy shooter game that looks like it came from 2003. Oh, yeah. yeah. New Red Dead looks great. Oh, it looks so fucking good. (laughs) And I think that the thing... Oh, nine volt really gets at the funniest part is that like it looks the in the video it looks like absolute dog shit but they're claiming mm. that in person it looks amazing that's <laughs> that's awesome at brysent underscore says twitter destroyed the quality completely in person the game looks sick and plays very well twitter doesn't <laughs> do the quality justice it's triple a in person <laughs> can't disprove that i gotta yeah. like grit <laughs> got to fuck oh yeah that's the name of the game it's called grit and apparently it's some like awful nft game getting a lot of uh my girlfriend in canada vibes from that post <laughs> <laughs> i remember we had to fucking explain that to matt who is an actual canadian and they're like what what is a girlfriend in canada and it's just like oh it's something that kids in america say when they don't have a girlfriend <laughs> Oh, you can't. Come on, don't tell Canadians about that. It's going to hurt their (laughs) self-esteem. All right. Big fucking news here. This is is the real nugget that I wanted to talk about. This comes to us from PushSquare.com, 
uh, from Kale Adam. It looks like Square Enix won't be betting the farm on the blockchain after all. And this is very short, so I'll just read through all of it. In a turnaround so rapid, it's likely to cause whiplash. It looks like Square Enix may not be staking its future on NFTs in the blockchain after all. In its most recent financial report, the venerable purveyor of fine JRPGs has walked back its intentions somewhat. In an outline of the results translated into English, Square Enix president Yosuke Matsuda said the following, quote, Rather than using the proceeds from the divestiture in new investment domains such as NFTs and blockchains, we intend to use them primarily to fund our efforts to foster solid IP and to enhance our development capabilities in our core digital entertainment segment. Uh, which is a fucking wild-ass thing to say after you sold some of the fucking, like, most renowned IPs in, like, Western game history ever. Yeah. Like, the fucking Deus Ex IP. You fucking sold it for fucking, to get your fucking bored ape. In a shocking turn of events, Japanese video game publisher vows to continue to publish video games. I know. <laughs> I, it's, it's so, it's so much has the feeling of them sort of, you know, crawling back with their, their tail between their legs, you know, just mm -hmm. like, oh, our, our gambling didn't work out. Oh, fuck. We sold off all our IPs. We got to make new IPs. <laughs> now they have to fucking, I know. Oh, that's going to be so fucking funny. But they just like, uh, they sold off not just IPs, they sold off entire development studios, right? So, yeah. literally, they sold Foster Solid IP and Enhancer Development Capabilities. You sold both of those, homie? You yeah, you threw away all your talent, you fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It's just like, oh my god, making a public statement that like, <laughs> oopsie poopsie. Yeah no one wants to work anymore vibes oh fuck. <laughs> right, let me read Listen, the last part. i think you guys are being a little unfair yeah square enix is going to be able to reinvest all of this in the final fantasy 7 battle royale and i think oh. that experience is going to be really great <laughs> oh man that's real isn't it they are making a final fantasy battle royale aren't they I, I wonder if they're still making it. That seems like the kind of thing that's canceled. You're right. Quiet. I remember that. Like, <laughs> I, I remember we put an article in like the unused category of like articles like ages ago, and I don't think I've heard anything about it since. <laughs> it looked awful. Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier is a free-to-play battle royale multiplayer game for mobile phones released November seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. Oh my, oh my god. god! It's out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nobody has talked about it once in months. That's wonderful. Square Enix is definitely one of those companies that I think has really gone the ActiBlizz route. They've just sort of like absolutely shit the bed in terms of being an actual video game developer slash publisher. Oh, anyway, yeah. Let me read the rest of this article. After the sale of many of its Western studios to the Embracer Group, Square Enix had announced its intentions to invest in, quote, fields, including blockchain, AI, and the cloud, which caused some concern amongst fans as nothing screams out of touch more than a company deciding to jump on the rapidly imploding NFT bandwagon. Are you glad Square Enix has a change of heart? Or put another way, listen to criticism, equipped your hottest takes in the comments section. This is such a, that, that is the wrong take to take away from this. They didn't listen to criticism. They haven't had a change of heart. They saw the NFT prices just absolutely fucking tank and were like, yeah. oh, fuck, this is not an asset that we need to invest in. Yeah, it, is, it is annoying that the article frames it. So yeah, it's a generously. dumb way to frame it because it's just business school lizard people making a calculation. Now, it is po perfectly possible that from what I've heard, that they were not particularly happy with the, the Western game studios that they purchased, or the IPs, because they kept pumping like a shit ton of money into these projects to the point where they would have to make ridiculous amounts of cash to even like make back the money they spent on development and advertising, rather than, I don't know, making more niche products. Because, you know, like Deus Ex, even though it's like a cult classic, it's a fucking cult classic you know yeah and they keep trying to make it into like a big triple a hit and it's yeah. like it's not gonna be that dude you gotta you gotta double a a deus ex game pretty much i hope that um fucking embracer group 
makes a Deus Ex game. <laughs> Me too. We'll see how that goes. And a thief game. Like, we haven't had a decent thief game in fucking... Oh my god, yeah. Use these IPs. Square didn't want to use them. That last... I couldn't make it 30 minutes into that last thief game from Square. Like, holy shit. The voice acting was so cheesy oh, yeah. and bad. I was just like, oh. Yeah. It's really one of the worst games like that for consoles where it's like trying so hard to like replicate that imsim feel and it's just totally incompetent absolutely yeah there's a bunch of other cryptocurrency news i i can just go through real quick one of the most prominent crypto hedge funds has just defaulted on a a 670 million dollar loan prominent crypto hedge fund three arrows capital is default on a loan worth more than 630 million dollars that's interesting three arrows yeah what what's going on there I'm just like, what? They're, they, they're against monarchy. <laughs> they're against monarchy, fascism, and making any money whatsoever. <laughs> oh Lapsing my god! Capitalism, the long way around. <laughs> oh, here's the here's the fucking three arrows logo. Oh, they're it's, going the opposite way. I know. Okay, okay. <laughs> pro pro fascism, pro monarchy, <laughs> and pro communism. That's yeah. a hot take. They're I developing like a really fascinating new system based entirely off of uh, ape JPEG. <laughs> yeah, so not everyone's everyone who can is getting out of the fucking like NFT and crypto section right now. There's like two more things I got to get through real quickly because we're starting to run out of time. We're at like the 55 minute mark. Oh, um, shit. The Iron Pineapple tweeted out something that I had never heard about, which is apparently there's like a fucking Web3, quote unquote, games console called the Polium, a a multi-chain console for Web3 gaming, Web3, hashtag Web3 on console. And it's like one of the features that Iron Pineapple points out, it's got a fucking wallet button (laughs) on the controller. I'm getting big Ouya vibes from this. Here is where one defends the Ouya, because this does not exist. (laughs) This console does not exist. Yeah. You know, there's not a prototype. There's no, they haven't figured out how to push a wallet button to make it work. These are just morons. Um, The Ouya shipped on time. The Ouya had original games that, it had Towerfall. People like Towerfall. (laughs) I'm not saying one has to defend the Ouya. I'm just saying that there is a one is Bleach and one is Cthulhu Piss, which is which. It's, it's a... <laughs> Bringing back that <laughs> analogy. That could be the title I'm of the fucking episode Bleach and Cthulhu Piss. <laughs> I'm going to bring that back uh, less sensically every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to read through some of the fucking features of this, this supposed thing. So the controller alone has a fingerprint scanner, which is kind of insane. I've never heard of a controller having like a fucking fingerprint scanner on. And I feel like I would not trust the creators of this product with my fucking biometrics. Fuck no. (laughs) Oh my god. The fucking, and then of course the other feature, the wallet button, just so you can just whip that out and spend fucking money. To act quickly access your wallet while in a game, which is like, who fucking needs to do that? Who needs to like, ah, man, I wish that this had a, this controller had a check my bank accounts button. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's every time I play a video game, <laughs> the first thing I want to think about is my bank account and my money situation. It's mm-hmm. why I play games. It's entirely why I play games. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. This thing. The pitch must be is like, oh, you can safely make $80,000 transactions of uh, monkey NFTs on this thing. And it's really upsetting. It's really upsetting. I mean, I I feel like this reading further into it. This is really just this console concept is an encapsulation of like NFTs and cryptocurrency writ large, because these are what it's claiming as its capabilities. 8K HDR ray tracing. Uh huh. 120 FPS for an independent studio. Yeah. Holy shit. Just lying on the internet. That's all these guys have ever done, and they just can't seem to stop. 
You and can just type whatever you want. Those specs are literally impossible with current gen technology. And the perfect like pr like the the perfect punctuation to it. We did not steal the GameCube logo. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> There are multiple companies using a similar logo, but we will illustrate a new logo that is original. <laughs> but why do you we need to steal it, it? But we will change it. Fuck me. <laughs> Fucking oh, these crypto bingo right there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I want to create a whole, a whole fake character that's just mad at the system for not having 240 FPS. Oh my um, God, and, yes. and try to get people sucked into that drama somehow. Yeah, I thought we were going to the moon, boys. What the fuck is this? What the fuck? Is, you can't even use my 144 refresh rate monitor for this? This is bullshit. I wouldn't <laughs> give this to a member of Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's one last quote before we move on. Uh, a lot of criticisms and mixed reviews. Web3 Gaming will be the future rocket ship controller emoji. We will have oh. a functional prototype ready before we take any pre-orders or funding. Let's clear some things up. And then they do the thing where it's like, we didn't copy the GameCube logo, but we are changing it to one that's original. <laughs> You're so right, Kropo. That is the funniest fucking thing about this. It's like, oh my god, that's exactly like the fucking, all those NFTs are like, we didn't steal this. But we're taking it down anyway. Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Uh, we're actually a little bit over time, uh, so I'll have to cut this down a bit. No, it's, it's my own fault for bringing up the article. And at the end, we were just sort of like, meh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one, there's a lot to talk about, but we can't talk about it yet because it hasn't happened yet. I really yeah. should have just cut it out because we were at the hour mark when we started. That's so stupid. Yeah. Anyway... You know what? It's fine. If, it, if it's really bad, I can just cut it out and post. I mean, that, that'll be an episode in of itself, just like a year That's later. That's a good so idea. We talked about it in like a deleted thing. Yeah. That's a, I'm going to do the Blizzard thing and cut regular content out of the episode right. <laughs> <laughs> as part of a, and upload it on the premium stream. I mean, oh, it'll be on the disc, God. but you need the premium stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And on that bombshell, let's wrap things up. All right. Kropo, where can people find you online and your great content? Uh, Kropotkin Peter with a Y on Twitter. And if you do on YouTube, Kropo doesn't wear work call centers anymore. Uh, that's got some old reviews of PS2 games, and I'm hopefully going to oh. be starting that up again. That sounds Ooh. interesting. I didn't know you had that. Kropo doesn't... Doesn't want to work call centers. Same. <laughs> A little on the nose, but <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'm coming out with a review of Grand Theft Auto 3, which was slated to be... Um, of October 2020 to hit the anniversary, but that that didn't didn't happen. <laughs> um, I, I, that's a great name. That's like a, sort of the purpose of this podcast. Is like none of us want to work. Yeah, I don't want to work call like call centers in specific. Like I'm just oh, okay. tired of those. Yeah. All right. So, Reese, where can people find you online? You're very good, bud, on Twitter. All right. Hey. Where can people find you on the internet and watch your upcoming video this Friday as of recording? That's right. You can find me on the big internet uh, at youtube.gov uh, <laughs> at KN Skittles. YouTube.cia slash KN Skittles. Yeah, KN Skittles. Uh, come watch my video on Citizen Sleeper, which will be out by the time you are hearing this. I have a Twitch where I stream on the weekends, also K and Skittles, and uh, you can come and look at Skittles. I mean, ferret. What the fuck else do you people want from me? Animals. You fucking you animals. You hogs. They're there for Skittles. Skittles draws <laughs> right. them in. All right, you That's can right. find me at eight Alton eight on Twitter. You can find my YouTube at Alton Plays, which is a name I want to change at some point. I haven't thought of anything better. I'm just like, what the fuck do I do on this channel? And it's just mostly uh, game highlight clips, and eventually I'll upload the rest of the of Vigato Toe episodes. I promise. Within the next five years. Alton's dumpster fire? <laughs> Alton's boyfriend dungeon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you can watch me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash Alton8. 
Uh, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash vgatotoa, $1 a month. Get you all of our great backlog of episodes, including um, our latest uh, fucking thing. What the fuck was it? <laughs> uh, Todd Skyrim Nightmare, our latest oh, yeah, that, video games right. are okay, maybe, episode, where we talk about the eternal darkness that is Todd's soul. Uh, we also have the Mountain Dew Horror Stories and just a bunch of good shit. And you can check out, you should also go check out our previous episode with Kropo, where we talk about Blizzard and how fucking garbage it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel I should apologize for that episode because I did not um, illustrate how, how garbage it was. I wasn't aware of the depths of the garbage until, you know, recent news events just because I didn't see all of it. Mm -hmm. um, and for that, I apologize. Uh, sincerely, because yeah, just didn't, didn't well, want to think that people were monsters that were monsters. I, I mean, I'm glad we could take this time to forgive you for Blizzard's crimes here That's on the right. podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> As like a lowly like support worker. Fucking ten dollars an hour in my soul. <laughs> oh fuck. That's right. How how could you? How could you cropo? Uh anyway. That is all. Check out our website at videogamesaretheworst.pinecast.co for all the previous episodes. Review us on Apple Podcasts, Android, whatever. Just review us, okay? Tell your friends. Don't vote. And don't vote. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not saying goodbye. <laughs> Irish goodbye right there. <laughs>